My name is Belinda Granger and I'm the professional liaison for Challenge Family. I'm also known throughout the triathlon world as being a bit of a mother hen to the pro athletes. Of course, given the current circumstances, I've been thinking about the athletes a lot lately. So we came up with the idea of Coffee Calls with Belinda, which basically gives me and you an opportunity to check in with them all and see how they're all going. So welcome to the official Challenge Family podcast. I think it's time for a coffee. To Coffee Calls with Belinda, we have our very first guest here today on the line. It's young pro from Adelaide, South Australia, 28 years young, young for me. I'm sure he probably doesn't be so young anymore. But uh, Stephen McKenna, um, as I said, from Adelaide, South Australia. Welcome, Steve, and thank you for being my very first guest. Thank you. It's a privilege. I'm pumped. Good. Pumped. I love that. Um, Obviously, Steve, you're reasonably new to long course racing, having come from a short course background. But what you are most well known for right now, uh, in, in our eyes, is that you were placed second last year at the Challenge Family World Bonus. How yeah. has it changed you as an athlete? Uh, it gave me a lot of confidence um, to know that um, well, I have made it, not that I, I will one day make it, because it's, it's, as all triathletes know, it's hard trying to make it in this sport. Um, and you just slog it out for as long as you can until you um, stop breaking even or um, running at a loss by a lot <laughs> financially. <laughs> yeah. We all so, know what it's like. Yeah, I, I mean, I did ITU. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone thinks that I come from ITU because I, I wear this sleeveless top and I, um, you know, I was doing ITU just before I started doing okay and got noticed in long course, but I actually only started triathlon in 2015. Um, I, was, I broke my leg playing Aussie Rules football and I took up long course triathlon first. Um, I got a pro license within about um, 12 months, maybe just under. Um, I passed out in my first three races. <laughs> um, I, That's a good start. <laughs> but yeah, I, I then got talent identified by Triathlon Australia to do ITU. Um, yeah. So I was still pretty new in the sport. Um, but I had never been out of, outside of the top 10 in any pro race, even though I was, you know, um, t- two years since ever swimming or riding a bike. I didn't, I didn't even know how to change gears um, before 2015 um, or clip in with pedals. So it's, it's only actually been about four years since I – or four and a half years now since I even picked up a bike or jumped in a pool for the first time. That's, uh, that's insane because, I mean, you're such a good swimmer. You're, you're a front-pack swimmer, not just in long course, but, you know, back when you were doing shorter stuff as well. So that's, that's incredible that you – I just naturally assumed you had a background in swimming. No, no. I I swam state swim, you know, learned how to swim until I was uh, year six. So that's that's probably twelve years old. Um, <laughs> and that was it. I I I learnt the stroke, so that's all that mattered to me. And I I know how to work hard from um, running at a national level as a junior. So um, I I just worked really hard. And the rehab for a broken leg after playing footy was swimming and cycling. So I did so much of it. Um, straight after breaking that leg, I just tied my feet together because um, I couldn't. I broke my ankle as well. I couldn't kick, um, so I just tied my feet together. And, and you know, I was just studying um, at the time, so I just <laughs> to get away from study, I'd go and swim for an hour and a half, and then ride up the hill, take my moon boot off. Um, and yeah, then I got talent identified by cycling. Uh, was it the South Australian Institute of Sport? So I was in Sassy Cycling for about. Um, 
12 weeks, but I crashed too many times and learnt the gears and, the, and rocked up with footy socks on. Um, on <laughs> I could have had that would have gone down really well. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway, I was like, maybe um, once I could start walking and running again, I thought, oh, screw this cycling thing. It's too dangerous and I have no idea what I'm doing. So so triathlon came about and uh, that led me to a very quick journey. Feels like a long time, but a very quick journey to the placing second in the world in challenge. And yeah, there's been a few podcasts that said, oh, Steve's got an ITU background and he's, um, and he, yeah, he came out of the water with a lead pack, and that's expected because he's been doing this since he was 10 years old. And I was like, oh, my God, I, no one knows who I am. This is ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I tend to laugh. So just take it. Oh, that's funny. And um, listen, coached by Tim Reed, who obviously is a name, household name amongst most triathletes. Most triathletes around the world would know who Tim Reed is. Uh, he lives not too far down the road from me. Um, how long have you been working with Tim Reed now? And obviously, it's made a, it's made a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, it has I um, I think I started with uh, Reedy at the start of 2019. So, um, he 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 was the one that suggested getting into ITU. I trained with him when I first took up triathlon in in Boulder. Um, after being coached by Matty White for a while, which was great. He's in Adelaide, and um, it was perfect for me. Um, developing with Matty White. And then when Triathlon Australia took over, um, uh, Reedy heard that I wasn't enjoying it as much because um, we um, kept in contact. Um, and, yeah, he just said, well, why don't you come back to long course um, eventually? And he still wanted me to do short course, but I kept telling him I'm not happy. It's, I, all I see is myself crossing the line and holding up a challenge or Ironman banner. I, I really don't care about ITU that much. And the Olympics isn't that big of a goal for me. I I prefer just to I just like the long hours. It's, um, if you can tra- training uh, this stuff, this triathlon stuff, I just like training all day. So <laughs> long course allows that. <laughs> um, and yeah, Reedy has been incredible. It's taken me to the next level. Really, there's a way of training that I didn't uh, realize. Um, and yeah, he's he's um, really focusing on a lot of particular things and um, he's very honest he'll oh yeah he rips me to shreds one thing we all know day. about Timmy is he's uh he's uh, up front doesn't yeah. doesn't hope things at all that's for sure yeah. that's what I needed as well so you know he'll just he'll just call me one day and be like your position is terrible um he goes your aerobic system is non-existent and and then he bags <laughs> me for another minute and I go good this is what I need and we worked really hard <laughs> oh, I love it nothing like a bit of honesty uh, now, how many races did you actually win last season? How many challenge events? I know you did. Uh, yeah, uh, I I was first in Vietnam, Malaysia, and Korea, and then I was second in Cape Town and Challenge Hanoi in China, which was my first full. And how was that experience of your first full? Did you finish saying I want more of this, or was it like ah, I think I'll. Finish. <laughs> Middle distance for a while. <laughs> um, I thought um, I thought it was very easy until I got to um, and I was you know smiling at you every time I ran past, um, <laughs> absolutely loving it with Levi Maxwell, and um, and then I got to fourteen k's left to run and I had full body cramps. Uh, I went to grab water and my hand even cramped. And five hundred meters, I was running running with a clenched fist and I couldn't unclench. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that was horrible. but yeah, 
I thought maybe another year until I do another one. Um, and yeah, I wasn't in a rush to do another one because my back was um, in a bad way after that. Actually, I couldn't really even turn in bed to to reach and and switch off the alarm that went off in the morning. So um, I think because my position is so bad, as um, as I said before, um, I haven't really focused on on those kind of things. I've just trained hard. I haven't got a good position yet. I haven't. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still doing it a little bit old school here and there with the way I train, but just sort of uh, unusual, Steve, because Reedy's so fanatical and so particular about all of those things you just said you're not concentrating on. Yeah, yeah, I need. I I just didn't have enough time yet yeah. because being a pro triathlete, it's not what people think it is, as we spoke about before. Um, I need to make a living as well, and I need to finish my studies. Um, and then there's a social life that I I want to try and do something every at least every fortnight to keep my friends and family. <laughs> but um, agree. So yeah, I, yeah. It, until I get to the point where I can become a full tri- full time triathlete, <clears throat> I can't justify spending heaps of money on um, every little thing that will give me more free speed or and just I can't justify five minutes to change this or that in my bike. I just I just like. What my priority is the hard work. I'll get it done, um, and then I'll race. Hopefully, nothing goes wrong. <laughs> but Reedy is on my back about it all. He's he's more than a coach. He um he really cares as well, being a mate. So it's good because without him um, hounding me about those type of things, um, I wouldn't have done half them. I would have just continued to um, to wing it, I guess. Now, listen, talking about life as a professional triathlete, like you said, it's not as easy or as simple as I'm sure many age group athletes believe it to be. I think once you get uh, that title of pro triathlete, there's just an understanding that that's all you do is is swim, bike and run all day long and you've got plenty of time for recovery. But we know with you, with your life, that you are, you're in your final year of a law and marketing, just, or a, law and marketing degree, so a double degree. You coach mm-hmm. six athletes yourself and you are still working 15 to 20 hours a week, uh, even more so under the current circumstances because obviously, and we'll get into this a little bit later in the in the phone call, with the way the world is at the moment, with no races in the foreseeable future, you've actually gone back to almost full-time work. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, as, as for all pros, I, I can't complain because I've skipped a lot of years as we've just covered. I didn't really do my time as, as much as everyone else did. I'd, it's only taken four years and I was at the point where I could probably become a full-time athlete um, and and back myself or risk it. But obviously now I can't. I'm going back to what I was doing last year and the year before, um, and that's working, studying, a little bit of coaching and a hell of a lot of training, but it's all limited and there's no recovery or sleep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it has been tough. And, and yeah, uh, I do enjoy triathlon enough to keep doing this, but you have mental breakdowns every second week. Um, you're, you're right. Being a pro until you're at a certain point is is no different to being an age grouper who has to work, um, train, and keep her some sort of social life. So yeah, um, there's just not enough money in pro triathlon, and lots of sports is the same. Um, yeah, I feel sorry for some of the Olympians who don't get to do the Olympics now because uh, they probably aren't really getting paid at all, and they've dedicated their lives this and who knows if they'll be in good form next year they were ready to go and 
Yeah, I really can't complain because people are doing it worse than me and people have waited longer to have their breakthrough year. Um, mine came pretty quick. Um, life, life's always been good and it will continue to be good because um, my family, myself, and my friends are all positive people um, and my partner, Lauren, uh, or now fiancé. So, yeah, um, I've actually forgotten what the question was now. because I've no, that's right. Look, you've, <laughs> basically what I get from it, Diane, and obviously I've, I've known you now for a year after meeting you for the very first time at a challenge event, is that you've always got such a positive attitude. And I, I know behind closed doors that you'd be just like every other human. And as you said, you know, every second week you do have a little breakdown and you feel sorry for yourself. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's that's called being a human being. But I do know that for the majority of the time you are very, very positive uh, and you are one of those young men that's able to always take the positive out of the negative. And now that gets me back to one of the main questions for this phone call is obviously under current circumstances with this terrible virus basically tearing up the world um, and everything in its path, things have had to change. Now, we aren't on uh, full lockdown here in Australia, so it sounds almost silly for me to say we've got it pretty good because I don't know if that's the right word, but we are still living a life of reasonable malady as compared to parts of Europe uh, who are in total lockdown. But just take us through some of the changes that you've had to implement uh, since the coronavirus has taken over. Yeah, you're right. We are very lucky and there hasn't been too many changes just yet. Um, today is the first time where things have changed for me. I've, I've rode to my parents' house to swim in the backyard and tie myself to a rope because the pools are officially closed. I can still swim open water here because the weather's nice. So I will do that tomorrow morning, um, and that's and I'll probably I'll just continue to do that, those two things all winter if I have to um, to keep swimming. Um, I'm not too worried about my swim because I know if I just if I keep doing an hour a day or whatever it is, I'll keep some strength, and then once the pool's open again, eventually um, you can get that um, lactate tolerance back pretty quickly. Um, and I know that the rest of the world might be a little bit behind Australia in terms of swimming, but they're bike they're biking. Is going to be through the roof, so I need to keep up with them with that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm for me, I'm just working a lot more um, and um, preparing, I suppose, a few things at home to train indoors if it happens or if I have to. Um, it's horrible to see a few friends close their businesses and and other people around me are affected a lot more because I am I am working in the health industry. Um, so I, I haven't lost the ability to work. They are desperate for my time, and I'm now desperate for their time. Have, um, with me and my fiance having just con um, signed contracts to buy a house. So, yeah, we. Um, she works for the government full time. We are absolutely fine. Um, the only problem for me is I don't get to do what I want to do and race, and travel, and and all that. But um, I'll harden up and and just train as much as I can when I can. Um, and I, I don't think I'll be losing any fitness through this period. There's a big, big positive for me um, in that I am sort of new to the sport still compared to all the other pros. So there's a lot of improvement still to come. Um, and if I wasn't to rest and recover for races continually, then I'll actually probably improve um, a hell of a lot. I'll probably take leaps and bounds in, in this six months or whatever it takes. Um, so if the sport is still um, 
going strong after all this. Um, I think I'll come back probably a lot stronger um, than I ever will have been. That's what Reedy changed last year. He he said you need to stop racing so much. Um, you've got the race experience now. Let's do big training blocks and um, you know prepare properly for each race. So I did that last year, and that's why I had a breakthrough year. I think so. Now instead of a six week training block, I've got an indefinite one. <laughs> so I think I'll improve a lot. Yeah, look, 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 I think we're all still holding out hope that there will be some races able to go ahead towards the latter half of the year. Um, obviously, it's a day-by-day, week-by-week, month-by-month process, uh, but I think it's always good to stay positive. And, and at the end of the day, you're dead right. If, if it is all year and we don't get to start triathlon again until 2021, then that's something that we've all got to do and we're all in it together. Um, but you, you did mention about your new fiancé, and it be huge congratulations because that was very exciting news when we uh, heard that you were engaged. Yeah. Uh, obviously met mum and dad and they are just wonderful people. They travel quite a bit with you to race. How important yeah. is that, Steve, to have such a tight family unit and to have your mum and dad there supporting you? Yeah, it's huge. I, everyone who talks to me about it um, in terms of other athletes, I guess, they all they all um, talk about how amazing it is that they're at every race and, um, and dad um, just keeps offering to take me out to the local open water swimming area and with his kayak. He just wants to be a part of my training as well. So it is amazing. I, I wish I had more time to do more training uh, with dad and to, um, and I wish we could keep traveling like we were like last the end of last year. Um, they come to every race. They wouldn't dare miss a single race. They have um, serious anxiety if they don't get to see the race and the, the um, app's not working for updates on on tracking <laughs> so and then you got lauren um we've just been working hard we've had our heads down so she hasn't been able to come to many races um but she's so supportive of what i'm doing even though it's taking me away from her all the time and um, um and they're you know it was pretty tough um, at the start of our relationship we didn't when i was with the triathlon australia crew um i didn't really get to we started a relationship and i didn't didn't get to see her for more than a month in about a six eight month period so um she's put up with a lot because of this sport um she now hates bikes <laughs> and um yeah because of the i suppose the amount of time that i spend on them and um and the hassle that they cause in travel but but yeah she um she's heaps supportive and um that was my biggest win yet um her saying yes to marrying me um and yeah we just we're just uh locking down now and stocking up on wine we're not stocking up on toilet rolls or anything we're just, <laughs> we're, sure just visiting, <laughs> we're visiting our favorite wineries quickly well i mean you do come from one of, the, one of the great areas of wine for australia i mean i was down there earlier this year at the tour down under and i was lucky enough to visit mclaren Vale for the very first time i know you've got other fantastic areas like the adelaide hills clare valley um Wine opportunities down in South Australia are endless. So you are in definite wine country down there. So there is no excuse for you not to have a well-stocked wine. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's been a great little um, week or two weeks so far. We've just um, adjusted our lives to um, a bottle a night and you'll train slightly hungover and it's good training. training. (laughs) Oh, you're on my program. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. 
And, you know, I think you, you've just hit the nail on the head, Steve. It's so important that, you know, the whole world is struggling right now. I think if we were all to be brutally honest, we're all in a little cloud of depression. It's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of not being able to do what we've always been able to do. Um, one day you're coping with it fine, the next day you're in a heap. Um, and I think what you've done is you've employing strategies that uh, are helping you to cope with what's being put on your plate right now. Yeah, definitely. I think all all the age groupers can do the same. Um, we all just have to harden up and train indoors um, and enjoy it. You're still doing what you love. Um, I, my favorite feeling in the world is being out of breath, so I still get to do that all the time if I want. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're all we're all in it together. So that's one positive for everyone. Um, we'll all be alive at the end of it, hopefully. And um, um, you know, if we stay safe. Um, stick to the rules, which is obviously staying inside as much as possible. Um, yeah, we're all going to be we're all going to be fine if we do the right thing, I guess. And I like the fact that you know, obviously, when, if you were were in different circumstances, you wouldn't be drinking a bottle of wine a night. You'd uh, probably drink a glass of wine every second night. But I like that you've just moved the playing field just slightly to help yeah. you cope with what's in front of us right now. And I think it's important that our age group athletes know that they don't have to be so hard on themselves right now. They want to enjoy a couple of wines every night. Yeah, I think that, um, me and Lauren aren't addictive personalities, so we're not going to get we're not going to get carried away. But um, but we um, actually, she would say the opposite. She, with triathlon, she does think I'm addicted, so she she probably thinks this may be a problem. <laughs> That's a little bit of an I was issue. just thinking about that. <laughs> but um. But you know, it's it's um you know um, healthy people like triathletes, um you know how to control yourselves anyway. We all we all um we all can enjoy ourselves for a bit, and then I suppose we'll get sick of drinking wine every single night, and we'll <laughs> we'll just have benders every now and then. <laughs> but no, <laughs> yeah. it's only a slight change for me right now. So um, I just I just want to try and support local businesses that are um, struggling and. And help wherever I can because I know some people are in a really bad situation, um, and I'm lucky enough to be a health worker, so um, I'm absolutely fine. I'll I'll try and find some time to see what I can do for others or spend some money where it's best spent. Yeah, absolutely. I am. We're the same up here. Obviously, where I live in Noosa, it's a touristy area. The hospitality industry is enormous up here, and it's one of the ones that's been hardest hit. So. Every morning I keep to routine. I walk the dogs up to my local coffee shop. I get my takeaway coffee and I leave. But it's yeah. something tiny, tiny. But, you know, if we all keep doing that, um, it will make a difference. And it, it could mean the difference between a, a place going under and surviving till next year. Exactly. Now, goals, 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 goals. Obviously, 2020, worst year ever. We forget about it. Yeah. 2021. Again, we've just had the announcement that Tokyo Olympics will be going ahead in 2021. To me, I'm just so glad that we have a new date because I think the Olympics is one of those things that the whole world needs and looks forward to. Um, and obviously for us, 2021, it's, it's what you can look forward to a whole, to get a whole race calendar ahead. Uh, what are your goals and aspirations for 2021? I suppose it'll be what? It'll just be a delayed 2020 goal. I, I really wanted to become a full-time athlete. Um, I was just about to do it, and then this all happened. Um, 
so I just really wanted to get my life balance back and see family and friends more, but also make a living off triathlon um, solely so that I could, um, yeah, just so that I could get some time back in my life um, and focus on recovery and training. And um, I suppose, yeah, it, my goal was I don't, I don't need, I don't need that much. I just wanted to be able to train and make enough off the sport to keep doing what I love, which is training all day. But, um, but I do still, if you ask Lauren, she knows I want to be the best in the world, if not one of the best in the world, um, at uh, half Ironman and or Ironman. So, um, I'm pretty set on it. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to each year is building towards that sort of a goal. It's not like, one particular goal each year or a particular time or place in any race. I just, I'm just, um, I don't know, I put OCD about trying to make it to, um, to be one of the best in the world. I'm, yeah, I just absolutely love it. And there's no specific, um, yeah, there's no specific goal besides that. I, I think I, I do want to do more Ironmans. I've realized just from training, um, I want to do some more full distance Ironmans because I, I just love the long training. If 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 Reedy ever puts down an eight hour training day, I get so excited. So, <laughs> so I think I should be doing Ironman because I seem to handle it well. I haven't had an injury yet. But if yeah. I sort out my bike position, on my back will sort itself out too. I think. Yeah, that'll come. I mean, that's obviously just a little bit of strength too, as well. You're still young, twenty eight years of age. Um, oh, the thought of an eight-hour training day now. I used to thrive on them too. I was like you. And now I think of eight-hour training days and I cringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about six hours too long for my liking. <laughs> yeah. Or um, yeah, 45 in the last 45 minutes. That's pretty good. 45 gone. minutes, that's me. 45 minutes to an hour and I'm done. Then it's <laughs> yeah. one o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the antioxidants and the carbs in, um, in alcohol uh, or, or wine, you probably go pretty well in a 45 session. Any longer and you start to struggle. <laughs> exactly, I do. I, I tell you now that we have some sessions that go for a, the reps go for a minute and I'm starting to struggle. Right? <laughs> From Ironman to one minute. 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off. Perfection. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> now, Steve, we did talk about you recently uh, becoming engaged. When or have you thought about when the wedding is going to be, or is that a few years down the track? I know you guys have just purchased your very first uh, property together, but when is the actual wedding looking like taking place? Uh, I said to Lauren, it has to be in a December because December is when I have a break every every single year. Um, and as you know, in Wanaka, I wasn't in um, great shape yet. I I had the whole of December off and ready wanted me to extend it a bit to really nail the back end of this season. So I extended it, um, and he advised me not to race Wanaka or Geelong, but I can't help myself. I love it too much. So I signed up. <laughs> I mean, you, you must admit, after being in uh, in Wanaka and, and racing Challenge Wanaka, is it not one of the most magnificent races in the world? Ugh. It was incredible. I, I, I was so happy I went and underperformed because it was so worth it. That trip was amazing. I um. I performed probably where I was at. <laughs> I'm, I'm always going to run well. I'm always going to swim pretty well. And if you haven't put the time in on the bike, you will lose a lot of time to the athletes that have. So that's exactly what happened. And I didn't care because I got to see New Zealand um, and I had a great time, uh, met some new people. And New Zealand is an incredible place. Um, 
Wanaka was amazing. Um, and I wrote a blog on that race because I was blown away by what I saw there. Um, even though it was my worst race for the, in about you know, a year, <laughs> um, I don't, obviously I don't usually race straight off my break. But, um, but yeah, so December for the wedding, it has to be because it's the only time where I can justify, um, going all out for my wedding and, and going on a honeymoon and not thinking about triathlon and, um, and yeah, drinking enough to probably get sick. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Lauren's happy with that because it's nice and sunny in December. We'll yeah. probably do it in McLaren Vale uh, down in Adelaide. We, um, we just love wine and cheese and our wedding will be, will be based around that. <laughs> still speaking my language, boy. I'm still speaking yeah. my language. <laughs> Is that going to be next, uh, not this December, obviously. Um, yeah. This December or next December? Uh, sorry, no, next December. Yeah, next luckily, so 2021. Luckily, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're we're just gonna lock it in. We we were gonna say, oh, maybe we won't be able to afford it by then, but we're just gonna do it and make ourselves afford it because um, we really want to do it. I can't wait. We just keep talking about it now, and um, she's amazing. So yeah, I wanted. I I, I was pretty emotional at my mate's wedding the other week, and um, and yeah, it made us want to hurry up and lock it in. So yeah. Get it done yourself. Well, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good character dangle under your nose for next year, and making sure you're ready to go for it in uh, all the different races that you do around the world. Yeah. So, let's last couple of questions before I let you go because I know you need to get a training session done because uh, you're not working again tonight, are you? But you're working pretty much tomorrow and the next day for two full days. Yeah. Yeah. I did five a.m. to one p.m. today. Um, in the cool center, and then I'll go back nine to five for two days in a row. Wow! Um, so yeah, wow. I'll, I'll be up early tomorrow, stay up late tomorrow night, do the same the next day. I'll still probably train four or five hours each day. That's incredible. That's uh, that takes in, that really does take dedication. And you were telling me obviously that Reedy still is writing your programs. He knows that you're working, so I'm sure he's modified them so that they do fit in with your current schedule. But like you said, it's lucky you're the type of athlete or the type of person personality that you're a perfectionist so you're not going to miss anything you're going to make sure that if it's on the program that it gets done somehow some way yeah definitely I um the guilt is overwhelming if I, if I miss the <laughs> session to be honest <laughs> and um yeah I just I refuse to miss it and if anything gets in my way the um <laughs> the anger issues <laughs> come out arise again now, as we mentioned before, with many of our, our faithful, gorgeous uh, age group athletes in Europe who now many of them are in, in uh, proper, so to speak, proper lo- lockdown, uh, what, what's one thing that you could not do without so that you would stock up on if we in Australia are forced to go into lockdown? Ooh, it's definitely food-related. Um, I'm... With all this training, all I do is think about food all day, basically. So, but, and I, I think, I what's think, your favorite? Um, what's the one food item? If you had to choose just one food item, where it, it's probably it wouldn't be a great diet if I only ate avocados, but I'm obsessed. Oh, that's um, not too bad. Oh, me too. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'll, I'll have it usually as a snack in the middle of a ride or in the middle of some. Some sort of training session to get me through, and I'll. It's it's breakfast. It's been breakfast every day for two years, which is getting ridiculous. I need I need a bit of variety, and I need a change. I know, but I'm I'm, I'm 
Oh, and you find, a good thing, you find a good thing, you stick to it. All right, so the avocado, yeah. I like it. That's good. What yeah. about, what do you crave, though, or what would you crave that may be not so good for you? So something a little on the naughty side. Uh, other than wine, it's cheese and chocolate. I, I'm trying to trying my hardest to control myself at the moment with the chocolate because when the, I've just started ramping up the training recently and um and as soon as I do I can't I just can't stop going back to the cupboard at night. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying my hardest every night to to not buy the chocolate or and not have a stash. But then yeah. it, it gets to like 9 p.m. and it's my fifth trip to the cupboard and I'm like Lauren. I'm done with these peanut butter pieces of bread and with honey on top. It's not. It's not cutting the mustard. Yeah. So 9 p.m. I'm dragging her to the servo every single oh, night for no. a bar or something. I don't know. That's <laughs> I need funny. to stop. Well, you know, it's funny because I was when I back back in the day, and we're going way back now. When I did train full time, and when you are training 20 to 30 hours a week. I craved chocolate just as bad as you, and every night I would eat chocolate. I could not tell you a night where I did not eat chocolate after dinner. Yeah. yeah. Since I've been retired, which has been the last five or six years, and now obviously I just train for myself. Um, I'm probably only doing maybe 14 hours of training a week. I actually don't crave chocolate at all, but I do yeah. crave I do crave salty things like cheese, crisps, oh. and what. So that's how it's changed. So I've just I've just traded one bad thing for another, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that reminds me of hot chips. chips. I love chippies. Oh. Yeah, chippies. Oh my gosh. Some salty hot chippies. I, oh. I actually got um. I said, "Can you do um, quadruple salt?" This was like two days ago, um, <laughs> and it, I didn't think there could be too much salt on chips, but this was. <laughs> I had to I had to throw them out. <laughs> Just that bit too far. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, and lastly, before we go, is there any message that you can give uh, to all of our loyal age group athletes around the world currently going through this shitty situation that we all find ourselves in right now? Yeah. Um, it, all it is is um, stay positive, really. Um, everyone's in the same boat. There's a lot of aerobic training to be done right now. You can actually get really fit. And strong, not an indoor trainer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know really. I think there's being an Australian and still having some good weather and training opportunities. I, I, I will have less valuable advice than those that are going through the tough times because they've experienced they're experiencing what we might experience soon. So I'm probably more interested in hearing um, some of the other athletes you're going to talk to and what they say to prepare myself because their advice all the age group athletes um, and the other pros as well is probably going to be better than mine at the moment because I've, I'm still kind of living like I was. Um, yeah, so I don't know. The pot, Staying positive is all, all we can do, I guess. Yeah, keep, keep in contact with other people. Don't be irrelevant. Um, don't let the sport um, fade. Just stay fit enough for when it might appear again and there's a race. Absolutely. Wise words from a very young man. You're wise beyond your years, I have to say, Steve. Uh, well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. I'm going to let you go shortly because I know I don't want to be that person that doesn't allow you to get the training in that I know is very, very important. Um, so thank you very, very much. We will be checking in with you again in uh, probably a few weeks' time just to make sure that you are still uh, on track. Thanks for listening to Coffee Calls with Belinda. I really hope you enjoyed listening. If you'd like to continue listening and stay updated on our latest podcasts, 
then please subscribe. It would also be great if you could rate our podcast and leave us a review. If you have any specific questions you'd like me to ask the athletes, then please send through to the following email address, podcast at challenge slash family.com. The making of these podcasts would not be possible without the wonderful help of our great partners, Powerbar, Otso, Zone 3, Lubos Billick at LB Training, Sport No Limit Group and Velosop. But for now, thanks so much for listening and I'll be back soon for another coffee.